Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Page One, the writer's podcast. I'm Marco. I'm Tarek. And thanks for joining us at Page One, where we like to speak to writers of all kinds about their writing careers, find out how they got into the industry and try and get as many hints and tips from them as possible. Um, We have got a huge back catalogue of great guests, so please do check that out if you haven't. And we've got a brilliant guest this week. We do indeed. This week we're chatting with Will Carver, who is a a fantastic author. Um, He's written a number of really interesting crime novels with kind of stories that don't take you anywhere near the path you'd expect them to really Mm. off the beaten track stuff. Very Um, dark. Very dark. um, But also humorous as well. Very humorous. You're always obsessed with this. (laughs) Uh, And it's it's a very interesting chat we have with him because he's had a very interesting... Um, career and a path into the writing industry. It was a sporting career. He turned on rugby, and he's he's, yep. he's a form. I don't want to spoil it, but he's formed like an interesting route in. Yeah, and he also had the, the as he as he'll talk about. He, he sort of got into the industry, and then there was a period where he stopped getting published for a little while. Yeah. And you know, it's it's interesting hearing how you deal with that because obviously, it's often the case that you think, oh, I'm. You know, if you're an aspiring writer, once I've got my agent, once I've got my publishing deal, this is it. I'm on. Set. I'm on the train, as yep. as it were. But you can have those fallow periods as train well. Can come off the track. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, yeah, really interesting chat with Will, um, and also very funny as well. Um, so we'll get straight into it after a quick advert for our writer's notebook, and then we'll be back at the end of the podcast with a bit more chat and to let you know about next week's guest. But for now, on with the podcast. The blank page. To some, it's terrifying, an obstacle to overcome. But we prefer to think of it as an opportunity, a blank canvas to be filled with all of the adventures and characters in our head. So how to overcome that fear? Well, we all know the best advice for a writer is, write. Seriously, get words on the page and more will follow. But what about later, when you start trying to pull those threads of what you've written together? What about the character you wrote about way back at the start? Who was she again? What was she carrying? And where did she leave the MacGuffin that she now really needs in the third act? Think about all those top thrillers you like to read. Or that amazing drama you just watched. What did they all have in common? Structure and planning. As aspiring writers ourselves, we've tried many different methods to try and organise all the thoughts about the stories we want to tell. We've been there searching for a piece of scrap paper to note something down or making a quick note on our phone in between meetings. Or sometimes we'll make a note in whatever notebook we're carrying or a document on our laptop so we don't forget that great idea. Let's be honest, it can all be a bit messy and it's easy to lose track of everything. And that's when we realise it's not just the story that needs structure and planning, but the way we gather all of our thoughts about it as well. And so we made page one. Page one is more than just another notebook. It's a place to put down all your ideas for your latest project, divided into easy-to-use sections that will help you plan your story so that when that blank page comes calling, you're ready to answer. And then afterwards, once it's written, we realised you need to plan how to let people read it, so we included a section relating to submissions. Each one is designed for one project, whether you want to write a book, screenplay, a comic or any other kind of story. We truly believe that when you use it, it will help you get to the main event, writing your story. So we hope this helps. 
We can't wait to read what you come up with. And remember, every story starts with page one. Did you always want to be an author? Because in your case, I think uh, you were very close to becoming a sportsman, perhaps, instead. <coughs> well, yeah, yes. I, uh, yeah, I was a rugby player, basically. I, uh, I, I just did it, you know, I did it as fun, but I got scouted and ended up playing to quite a high level. And then I signed um, a contract uh, with uh, Bath Rugby for their youth team uh, for, for three years. Um, and then I thought about, you know, maybe, you know, I could have gone, could have gone pro, taken it past that. But I wanted to write something. And I uh, stupidly, I thought, oh, if I do that, then no one's ever going to take me seriously. You know, <laughs> they're going to think, oh, yeah, he's only got this book deal because he was a rugby player. Or whatever. <laughs> and uh, but lo- looking at the way the publishing industry works now, maybe I should have, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I'd have a much bigger house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So had you always liked writing as a kid, like even prior to the, all the rugby stuff, had you always quite liked writing short stories and stuff? I was, I was kind of like the sporty guy at school who was at home secretly <laughs> writing poetry, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> along to flounce around in like a loose fitting white shirt. And, you know, um, that, that was, that's what I was really into when I was, when I was younger, I loved poetry. I just, I just loved it. I still do, but I don't really, I don't write anything now. Um, and then when I went to college and university, I studied theatre and I wanted to uh, wanted to write plays. That's 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 where I really started. I've always loved films as well, so I kind of thought, oh, I'll write plays. I'd write films, and um, and then I mean, I've told, I've said this many times before when people have asked me, but I read Fight Club, the book mm-hmm. Fight Club, and it completely changed everything for me. I just I couldn't believe you're allowed to write a book like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I read, I'd read a lot of books, but I hadn't read anything like that. And I just, I thought, yeah, I'm going to write a book. Um, plus my university course sucked my love of theatre out of me. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, you say that though, but am I right in saying you started up your own th- theatre company? So I did that while I was at uni. I, they were really, the whole reason I went to the course that I did in Winchester was because they were kind of so open and free to things like that. And I set up a, theatre company and we put on a play that was super successful it made me money like I was a student earning money from putting on plays it was crazy awesome and uh, and then I, I cast the next play and the the university had an issue with with my theatre company being slightly slightly better than than the the university one and uh, <laughs> they kind of they put the kibosh on it and made it really hard for me to do anything and I think that kind of killed my my body. yeah my love of the course and yeah so I just kind of stayed there for three years and got through it really in the end so I was quite pissed off yeah and, and then so after you read Fight Club you, you decided you want to write a book and and uh, was that Suicide Thursday that you you worked on initially yeah, yeah wow someone's done their homework yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did yeah that's what uh yeah I, I started that um I started it actually a bit, uh, before university. I, I was kind of I was kind of dabbling with this idea, and, um, but once yeah, once I'd read that, I thought yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go full steam ahead. And I changed it to to become what was Suicide Thursday, yes, which is actually what I'm working on now. Oh, oh is that right? Okay, okay. So, so yeah, go on. 
No, so because I know you didn't get anywhere with that book, and then it kind of it kind of led into your crime area. But are you kind of looping back now and then trying to pull it back out again? Yes. Well, I um, yeah, I I because I think the story's really strong and it's fun and it's quirky, and because where I'm <coughs> where I'm published now, Arenda, I've kind of got a bit more freedom to mm-hmm. to to try different things and not worry so much about failing and messing up. Um, so I've kind of resurrected it, but only the idea. I'm going to rewrite the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, there's just that kernel of an idea that I really like, and, I, and I'd like to use it. I'll probably have some kind of crime in it that that, that wasn't necessarily in it before. Um, but yes, so that should be not my next book because that's already done. Uh, it'll be the one after that, so it'll be in November. All right, yes. excellent. And and it, when you when you did that book, did you? Did you, you know, do the usual round of submission stages and all of that sort of thing to try yes. and try and get it published? Yeah, yeah. And, and did. did you find an agent with it or not? Not through that. No, I. Uh, I mean, I sent it off. I got you know the writers and artists yearbook. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the addresses <laughs> I need. And sent it out and made a copy for myself and sealed it up and everything. Yeah. Um, and I heard back from nobody. Not right. one, not even one to say it was rubbish, you know. And uh, <laughs> that's the worst. Is that the silence is the worst? Yeah. Than, than getting told no. It's just the. <clears throat> did you even receive it? Like, about is it is it even there? Like, what's going on with it? it? That drives me mad. It's yeah. Well, it's that the industry is a bit like that. They they're slow. It's slow, and it's um, and it's a bit rude, you know. It, is, it yeah. just is. It is. It's just like just say you've got it, and, and it's yeah. Tell me it's crap. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you know. But exactly. as long as I know you've seen it, um, but, but it is like that. And it is it is like that still? Even if you are published, sometimes you can send something off, and you're you're like, I can't write while I'm waiting for you to tell me it's, mm. if it's yeah. good or bad. Can you just just yeah. at least tell me you've got it? So um, yeah, that that hasn't really changed. But no, in in the end, I um. I got an agent just through just someone I knew, knew someone else, um, and their wife was an agent, uh, worked in publishing, right. okay. and and she and she took me on as um, yeah. She didn't have anyone else. She she kind of she just she believed in the the book, and she said, "Oh, I'll agent it." She was actually working as an editor at the time. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I got in. Yeah, brilliant. It was and. <laughs> but, but it's funny though, you know, we've recorded loads of these episodes and no one's route in. In fact, I don't think we've had one person that took the normal route of sending three chapters and finding an agent. <laughs> and, you know, it, something got always a, a seems route to or happen. Story yeah. or a person. And it's so, yeah, it's about making that luck, isn't it? Although there's, yeah. there's an element of luck there, but it's also about, yeah, seizing on the opportunities that you have and you create and stuff. and and using every advantage you can, I think, to get yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's right. I think so. I mean, you hear so many stories about people who have gone to Harrogate Crime Festival or whatever, and just because that's such an open festival and, you know, one minute you're talking to your friend you came with and the next Ian Rankin's next to you in the bar and he's talking to you and it's like, what? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you you hear of so many people who just get talking to a, a publisher or an agent there mm-hmm. and say something and, th- and then you have that direct link and they're like, send me, send me what you've got. Yeah, and, it, and yeah. You, know, you know, and then they make you wait six months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never hear back from them again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and um, so, so was it? Was it? You know, when when Suicide Thursday 
uh, didn't you didn't hear anything back. I mean, you obviously still had that drive to write because obviously, you know, as uh, as speaking as someone that has gone through the submissions process and you know it can be a bit disheartening to to have spent all that time and not get anything back but you went back to it and you started something else and you that you got that out there presumably yes I think you I think you have to I think it that is the cycle so you know (laughs) you you get rejected by uh, you know a bunch of agents and then once you've got an agent you get rejected by (laughs) <laughs> all the publishers and then you finally get published and then readers tell you you're awful. <laughs> why am I doing this to myself but um yes no the suicide suicide Thursday basically I got this I got an agent and she submitted it to uh, a bunch of publishers and um, they were like oh it's too dark we like your writing it's a bit dark which I still get now um and uh just it, there was an editor at Hodder that said I think your style will suit crime and I'd never I, I wasn't a big crime reader but I thought if I've got if I've got someone who's going to definitely read a book yeah I'll, I'll write you know that's I'll do it so uh yeah I was I was working selling computer software at the time and I got made redundant and I had my first kid on the way and I thought right I've got six weeks of money I'm just going to write this crime book and uh sent it to the guy at Hodder and he said it was a pile of shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Um, and now I've got no job. And, uh, but <laughs> I got a couple more, I got a couple more rejections along the way. And then someone at Random House said, let's turn it into a series. So uh, it, was, oh, really? it was really quick. I, 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 was, I was fortunate because I know some people, years and years and years, their eighth book that they write. Mm-hmm. And really this was, this was my first crime book and, and it got picked up by Random House. So, yeah. And- and when you when you were told, you know, this would suit your style, would suit a crime book, and you know, you were like, "Well, I've not really written a crime or thought about writing a crime book before." It, it's it, it's funny because I think crimes on these genres that you know, it, it's it's actually way larger and more open than a lot of people think. You know, there's that kind of classic crime of the woman, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, basically yeah. murder, etc. And 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 you go through the whole rigmarole of the hierarchy and the boss, blah blah. And then you've got crime novels which don't even have police in them, or which are you know, which are almost literal or literary, or jump around in points of view. Like your your book, um, Good Samaritans, is a yeah. crime novel, obviously, but it's it's a very different crime novel than your kind of Val McDermott or Ian Rankin crime novel, yeah. which are much more traditional crime, I suppose. Yours is much more kind of plays with uh, ideas and points of view and jumps around. It's much more interesting, I think. And and is that, you know, is it quite nice to know that, yeah, you can be a crime author, but you can, you're not hemmed into a specific type of crime? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a huge, it, it is expanding and it, it's really, it is really going in, in loads of directions. I mean, historical crime is, like really on the up and um i think this kind of literary crime uh is i mean it's really it's, it's really interesting yeah you can you you can say things about the world you know you can yeah. you can you know i i always think of good samaritans as a bit of a love story you know there's, i know this <laughs> you know i know bodies get bleached and cut up and things <laughs> but, uh, but essentially it is it is about this dysfunctional relationship and i mm-hmm. uh, you know you could you can you can explore a lot with it um and again yeah you're right you don't have to have a, a detective you don't i mean my my two books last year i didn't have a detective in either of those mm-hmm. and uh mainly because 
my agent was like, oh, are you going to do books without a detective? You can't really, are you sure you want to do that? I was like, well, I definitely do now you've said that. <laughs> my, my, my book that's coming out in July, she was like, you can't have a, you can't have a crime book where nobody dies. I was like, okay, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, it's great. I think, I think, I think it is great. I think, and I think there's room for everyone, you know, there's still room for that alcoholic cop, you know, <laughs> with a dark past, um, solving a crime and procedural stuff so yeah there's there's the thing is there's lots out there um uh, you know perhaps when you walk into waterstones we see the top time top 10 bestsellers you don't necessarily know that there's loads out there but there is there is yeah yeah, yeah definitely and I, I wanted to ask about your writing style because um i read that you you start writing at midnight is that right is that your go-to time for writing <laughs> i usually i'm i'm a, a bit of a night owl i have uh struggled with insomnia forever really um but yeah well i do a lot in the day and as kids and so by the time I've, i'm all settled it's usually about 10 i'll uh I, I'll, I'll get going and sometimes i'll finish at 12 sometimes i'll finish at three it, 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 mm -hmm. it depends but yeah i like writing at night but it's also quite it's quite nice if you're writing a scene where you're trying to scare a reader. Yeah. And if you're writing it at night, you can scare yourself and you know it's working. So I quite like doing it at night in silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I was I was reading about your, your kind of writing style when, you know, you, as you say, you kind of restart writing it late at night and you write the next day. Uh, and you also, I mean, you've got so many strings to your bow. You run a fitness and nutrition business. You teach exercise classes. You've got five kids. How do you, it sounds like so much to, to pack into a day, you know, when do you sleep? Or does insomnia just take care of that? Well, I don't, yeah, that's, that's, that's all taken care of. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I mean, my day is, is filled with kind of the fitness stuff and kids and cooking and whatever. So, um, so yeah, I just, I, I just think if you want to do something, you will, you will make a way, you yeah. make, make a way to do it. If you want to work out, you want to be fit you will go to the gym you'll find a way to get there and if you want to write a book if the only time you get to write it is late at night if you really want to do it you'll write later yeah. so it, it just depends how much you want it and and working hard is, is is never a bad thing yeah and and are you are you someone when it comes to a book are you someone that um likes to have you know a plan before you start writing or are you a bit of a pantser i am I guess I'm I I I'm a bit of both. I I think I I know the big I know what I want it to be about, um, and I think I know an ending. Uh, but I spend a lot of time on kind of the first third, really really honing that. And once I know I've got that, the rest I just I'm through. I'm got I'm done. I'm done in, in in very quickly. I tend to write quite quickly, but it's that first third I do plan, and I only tend to plan a couple of chapters ahead. Mm -hmm. um i don't i know i see some people with like boards of post-it notes and yeah. things going off and everything so <clears throat> i'm not like that i just i think i think more about character than plot so you know i will I'll plan out a character more than i will where they're going to go and what they're going to do i tend to find yeah. that as i go um and that works for me for now um with the book side of things i know if you kind of move into tv and film you have to be way more structured yeah Thing. so that could be something i have to learn and and when it comes to things like edits and getting notes back from agents and editors you know is that something which you 
are you quite a fan of the editing process? Do you like having stuff to work on or is, are you, is that the kind of trying to pull teeth part of it for you? It is just the worst. I hate it, <laughs> I hate it so much, which is why I tend to, um, that first third, like I was saying, I tend to, I'll read the whole book and then write the next, you know, 2000 words. And then the next day I'll do the same until it gets, you know, too long to read. <laughs> I've wasted half my day reading. Um, so I, when I get to the editing stage, it's not all, it's not a long, a long uh, period for me so, because I hate it so much. So I tend to do it a lot as I go through. Um, but it's, you need it because you can't, when you're in it, you can't see yeah. what is and isn't working. You're mm-hmm. just, you're so pleased with, that you've got this character that you love or you hate or whatever. And um, you have to have it, you have to have it. And um I always say, like, <clears throat> my only piece of advice I ever give anyone is uh, is get someone to read your book who, who doesn't love you, yeah. like you, <laughs> yep. because it, it, it's not, one, it's not fair on them, because you can't, they don't want to tell you that you're, you're shit. They don't, they don't want to tell you that, right? They, so, you know, you need to give it to someone who doesn't care how you feel, and, and, but knows what a, what a good book should look like. Um, mm-hmm. So, Girl Four, I think, was was the first published book, but uh, and that that was the first in a trilogy with the same the same character. But did you have a, a you know did you have a a, a a sort of overview of the whole thing in your mind when you started writing that, or was it a case of I'll get this done and then think of the next ones after that? <coughs> yes, well, I'd I'd written Girl Four just as a standalone. Mm-hmm and uh it was it was the publisher who said can you turn this into a series and i was i wasn't going to say no can i have a three book deal or a one book deal yeah, I'll, take <laughs> yeah. I'll take three cheers um, so <clears throat> yeah i hadn't mapped anything out really i'd uh no I, di- I did it as i went along i just did it as i went along I, I wrote the second one before the first one was even published i got i got that done um that one it uh, it didn't do very well compared to the first one the first one did really well the second one uh didn't do as well and then by the third one i kind of it was supposed to go on as a series but it just it it stopped working i think so um but my 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 book a couple of books ago nothing important happened today uh was originally a a book in that series it was okay it was going to be the third book um and then everything everything went wrong my my agent went in to try and get a new deal uh, with a fourth book and the publisher said this is going to be the third book and then just got rid of that book and said no it's not good enough actually this is the one we want obviously oh, wow. and and I rewrote that as nothing important happened today and you know it's, it's uh, probably my most successful book you know it's interesting you know that that and what you were saying earlier shows that you should never get you know don't throw away these these um, projects that don't seem to work at, at a specific time because you can go back to them, you can rework them, and 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 they can work even <laughs> yes. more successfully than you thought. Well, I definitely think keep the idea. Yeah, I think I think you know if if I look at Suicide Thursday now, what I wrote, uh, however long ago, twelve, fifteen years ago, you know, hopefully I'm a bit better now, so yeah. <laughs> I keep yeah. the idea and rewrite the entire thing, which is what I did with with nothing important happened today as well. I just rewrote everything. Um, so yeah, keep the ideas around for sure. And, and when, 
when you when the last book of your of your your girl four series came out you then kind of had a period of time away and then you came back with good samaritans and start of that new series as well and and that was a book which did amazingly well i mean that book came out and it was book of the year for the telegraph the guardian the express long listed for not the booker prize amazon awards you know how did you know i mean how did that feel that must have felt pretty good having that kind of real validation (laughs) at that point it was yeah i needed it because um yeah it'd been a few years of kind of being in a pit of despair (laughs) i just just, would someone have given me my my dream job and Mm. then and then whipped it away yeah Mm. and uh it was it was devastating and um is that why there was a gap between between good samaritans and the book yeah yeah so that the last the last one dead set um i then wrote a book after that called at the time it was called take me first um, which never saw the light of day. Um, yeah, w- w- that that kind of no one wanted me after after that, and uh, I just kind of I kind of stopped. I did I didn't really know what to do. I start I wrote a couple of other. Bo- I kept writing every year. I still wrote a book every year. Um, I tried something outside of crime. No one wanted that, and I tried something else. Um, and then I thought, you know, I need to write something commercial. And I thought. You know, the whole time I was like, I, I don't write for a, a audience. <laughs> yeah. I write for myself. And then I was like, yeah. I need to get published again. <laughs> so <clears throat> I thought, I, I wrote the first half of Good Samaritans. I sent it to my friend, um, Tom Wood, who's a writer. And uh, he read it and said, oh, you know, maybe you could change this, maybe change that. So I, and I, I thought, yeah, he's got, he's got some points. He knows about commercial stuff. And then I got halfway and I was like, actually... This could be really interesting, which is what I always do. And then I, I, in the middle, there's obviously a massive twist, and I, I took it in a different direction that wasn't as, you know, really that commercial, but it was interesting. And um, I got a new agent, and, and Karen at Arenda was just like, she's into that stuff. She's into different. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it was just it was a marriage made in heaven. Yeah, it was, and and obviously it came out, and all the all the publishers that rejected it and I was like look it's doing all right isn't it it's doing all right but but you know you have to listen to these industry professionals because they know what they're talking about but again it's just a lot of it is luck having the right person read it at the Mm. right time Mm -hmm. in the right mood um so yes and yeah I was lucky that I'd had some books before that 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 helped um but yeah but it's I was just going to say, it's funny, isn't it? Because, yeah, there's a obviously, obviously the market, the industry market and the industry expertise is very important. But a lot of breakout books are often books that aren't the hot thing, aren't the, aren't the traditional path. There's something that does something different that someone's taken a risk on and actually it's found a massive audience. And I suppose that's that's the difficulty for someone writing in that sort of field is that you're having to it's going to be hard to find that person that's going to take that chance on you it's it's it, yes yeah, really difficult i think i mean almost every week i'll see um publishers and agents saying oh you know we want something different we want the next big thing and then yeah. two days later in the bookseller they've they've just bought the next something that's the same as everything yeah. that else uh-huh. that's out. So, <laughs> absolutely so um yeah. You know, take it all with a pinch of salt. But yeah, I think 
you'll see it though that something will break through that's different mm-hmm. and then there'll be a slew of books like that because yeah you know it's just so much luck i, I know i keep saying that, <laughs> a lot of it is a lot of it is luck, and yes a lot of it is marketing spend from publishers you know can make a book big but getting there is is, is luck yeah yeah absolutely and is is it fair to say that you know your books still have a really kind of rich vein of black humor that kind of runs through them even though they're you know they're very dark they're very serious yeah. books very horrible things happen in them but there's still that kind of they're not they're not written in a super serious manner a lot of the time there's like there's black humor there's jokes in them and is that something that's quite important to you to kind of thread that line or walk or thread that needle walk that walk that needle between walk that line yeah, yeah. thread that needle yeah <laughs> between yeah. like a really serious and dark crime and and keeping it light <laughs> Well, I think you can you can make the point you want um, if you're making a serious point uh, with humour. Uh, you can you can punctuate it a bit better. Uh, so you know if if I'm hitting you over the head with a point, you know, and I'm writing this dark book, it can get a bit a <laughs> bit much, you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and 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 the the idea can get lost. Whereas if you if you you know stuff in a one liner that's that's a bit comical you can get a reader to remember that part that's come before. And um, I just think it's very important. I think um, my first book, Girl 4, I uh, I was talking to um, a, uh, an editor at Orion and he loved it. And he said, it is relentless. Like the pace of it was just... Mm-hmm. And he, he suggested that I, I have to intersperse um, these chapters with kind of time to let the reader breathe yeah. and kind of digest it and it was a really good piece of advice um he, he didn't take it on in the end but um that's a piece of advice I've always kept and and I think this idea of injecting the humor and adding some light to the dark is something that I've learned through uh being with Arendo Karen is it's almost always her her first edit right you're, okay I know what you're trying to say, but you're hitting me over the head with it. <laughs> you know, we need you need you need some light in there with with the with the shade. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really important to get that balance. And and where do these? I mean, this is the sort of question writers hate, I think. But you know, where do these uh, sort of dark ideas come from? I think Good Samaritans is partly inspired from your own insomnia that you told us about. I mean. Is it your own experiences that you're you're sort of drawing on here? I do. I do, yes, I do sometimes. I, I did there. I was, um, you know, and I was kind of going through like my my marriage was kind of breaking down at that point um, as well. So I was kind of looking at this dysfunctional relationship, how it worked, even though they didn't really like each other, but they kind of really did. Um, so yeah, I do draw on mind things, but a lot of the time, just pissed off with stuff, you know. And I, you know, I'm just annoyed with yeah social media i'm annoyed mm-hmm. with people lying and and you know posting things that aren't true just to and i you know but i'm also really interested in kind of the psychology behind everything and why you you would feel the need to have these kind of this persona that is you and this one on the screen that's co- completely not you and how yeah. is are you either or are you neither you know mm-hmm. and, and it's i just yeah. find it the, the the psychology of it all i find it really interesting and 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 yeah so i i tend to explore it all through that um 
and often an idea I, I'll get while writing a book will then be the next book. You know, if I'm, uh, when I wrote Hinton Hollow Death Trip, which is the third book in the Pace series, um, I had this idea to narrate it as evil. Mm-hmm. The evil is the narrator. Um, and it really got me thinking about kind of faith and uh, religion and belief and uh, and good and evil. And so my next book, The Beresford, is kind of came from that, from writing that. It, there wasn't an, an idea I had. I just thought I wanted to explore kind of good and evil, God and the devil and, and um, <clears throat> what people really want in life. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I often inspire myself. That's that's where yeah. that's where the ideas come from. And and you also like to write a lot from the victim's point of view, um, rather than just from like a cop's point of view, which is the kind of maybe the norm in a lot of fiction, crime crime fiction. And you know, I I, I wondered why why that is. Is it something is that a conscious choice, or is that something you're just naturally drawn to? <clears throat> Again, yeah, I think it's. I just think it's slightly more interesting, um, and. Again, like so it's been done a million times, the cop hearing from the cop side, or the yeah. detective, whatever. And uh, I, th- I kind of I like to make the reader a part of the story. So mm-hmm. I, I do write a lot of kind of second person stuff. Yeah. I kind of try to jolt the reader into reminding them that, that they're reading a book mm-hmm. rather than just getting absorbed by the story. And uh, I think it's quite nice for the reader to have a relationship with this person they know is going to die and and hear what they're thinking and sometimes in girl four i had the the victims kind of foreshadowing their own death they knew it was coming yeah uh, because they were the narrator of that part of the story and it's just it's just a far more interesting uh way of writing and reading something i think Um, it it is it is an interesting way to do it but i can see i i've not actually looked at this but in terms of um, react, reader reaction to that, I can see it's the sort of story that people, you know, it's quite a Marmite approach that perhaps that some people will really love it and really buy into that unusual approach and stuff. But I can see that people are that are more at home with their standard police procedurals kind of being turned off by that. I mean, is that is that what you found? Absolutely, yes. I uh, Yeah, I think... The people that are, you know, Will Carver fans are, are diehard. They are, yeah. they are, and and people who, you know, they're they're testing their foot in the water of something that isn't, you know, their normal procedural um, read. You know, fifty fifty. They, they again, they either love it or they hate it. There, there mm-hmm. really isn't an in between. I don't get too many three star reviews. Yeah, I, I do get a fair amount of ones. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but also the whole kind of procedural thing doesn't interest me either. So, you know, I want to be interested while I'm writing. Yeah, I want absolutely. To, you know, and you, you know, the, the I think the reader can tell if you've had fun writing it as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, I I prefer to research the psychology behind what a psychopath is or a cult leader than, you know, whether I've, you know, I don't know, I don't know procedural stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, I I, um, I read something I think just today actually on uh, the garbage pit that is social media, and someone had said something like, you know, if you're trying to write something and you are getting stuck and you just can't seem to get it to work, it's 
it's maybe your brain's way of saying you've made a wrong turn somewhere and um, you're maybe you're not writing the, you're not writing what's exciting you and, and, and you're you're trying to fit something into the, the wrong shape or whatever and and we've said before on, on the podcast that that you get bored yourself writing it and as you say if you're not if you're not excited as you write it no one's gonna be excited to read it and I think I think that is the I think when you struggle with stuff or when I struggle with stuff anyway I've often found that the way to fix it is to go back and just totally change a scene or a point of view or just to write in a move a timeline around or something to make it a bit more exciting to me yeah. and that normally gets me over the kind of the hump a little bit yeah i i would uh i'd just select all and delete <laughs> that's, 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 i find that's often the best way of doing it yeah i i um when i wrote hinton hollow death trip in its first incarnation i wrote it um i tried to write it in reverse so start at the end and then when you get to the last page, you find out what, what the crime was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cool. It was a really fun way of doing it. It was difficult, but, you know, I, I got there. I'd written about a third of it. And um, the publisher said to me, it's too clever. Oh, really? Switch it around, do it the other way. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, well, they're a publisher and they'll read it. They must know. So I did it and it, it destroyed it. it. Took all the tension yeah. out of it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it wasn't fun to write or read and um as such he was like yeah this is rubbish <laughs> thanks i'd rather <laughs> you do this this is rubbish <laughs> i'd rather be clever than rubbish yeah. i decided so uh yeah but again that was just a select all delete um, yeah. and start again i think and i think it's there is that thing you want to keep everything that you've written just in case mm-hmm. but if you if you get to the point where you think this isn't good enough this isn't well, yeah, why, why keep it? it. Yeah. It's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough in, in five years. Things have moved on. So just get rid of it, write something that is good enough. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. <laughs> I, I know I personally can, I can get stuck sometimes and I sort of start obsessing over the bit that I've written and try to fix it and try to make it neater and change it about. Whereas like you say, if you just get rid of it entirely and take it completely fresh approach to it then that can suddenly get you moving forward again yeah so, keep yeah. keep the idea but mm-hmm. get rid of the rubbish words yeah, yeah. the yeah, idea is still good you know it's just how you how you're putting it across yeah to change yeah and your latest book is psychopaths anonymous which came out at the tail end of last year is that right was it yes november yeah, yeah. november yep yeah. um so why don't you tell us a little bit about what that book is so that is <coughs> i love this so this is um it's revisiting the characters from uh, Good Samaritans, but it, it all happens before them. So uh, Maeve is the main character. She is kind of a successful 30-something um, marketeer. She's, 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 she's high up in her company. She's got a lovely house, great life, nice car. She drinks great wine. Um, but she's a psychopath. Um, she, she, likes, uh, she likes drinking wine. And she likes killing men. That's it. <laughs> she she uh, she goes along to these Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, um, not because she wants to quit drinking, because she's kind of addicted to misery, and she wants to see like reality. She's obsessed with reality. She watches these horrendous reality TV shows, but she also goes to AA to kind of see you know people at their lowest. Um, she she tries to go through this twelve step program, but doesn't doesn't really. It doesn't take, and she decides to set up her own group for people like her, and that is where Psychopaths Anonymous is born. So she has a group of psychopaths that she kind of 
works with and you know yeah what could go what could go wrong it could go wrong it reminds me uh, i don't know if you've ever read it but the um of there's that bit in the sandman uh comics by neil gaiman that has the is the convention for oh, zero murderers or something like yeah. that, I think. Yeah. Ah, right. And that as well, yeah. That's the same same sort of principle. Um, and and it, you said that the next book is done. Um, wh- when's that one out? That's out in July. So I'm, I'm, I'm having two a year at the moment, mm-hmm. um, just because I've got a ton of ideas and a render are open to me having two. So that is, Karen's reading that now. Uh, so um, I'll get my edit notes back in a couple of days. I'm sure she'll say, oh, we need some lighting with the shade. <laughs> uh, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, is, so, yeah. is, is two books a year, is that quite, uh, is that quite, is it important to keep having that kind of steady release to keep the audience with you, you know, to keep um, the pressure up? Is that is that quite important? Or is, that, is it just a case that you just, as you say, you've got so many ideas, you can't, you can't stop? I've got, well, I've got the ideas and because I had a few years out, I feel like I'm a few books behind. So I thought I'd like to, I like to catch up to mm-hmm. where I should be. And, and yeah, I've, I've had all these ideas and yeah, I, I kind of like the pressure of having to, uh, having to get to a year out. So yeah. And I like to keep busy, you know, what else yeah. am I going to do at night? Watch films? <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. It keeps me busy. And and speaking of films, you you sort of hinted earlier that you would still like to um, go back into the world of of screenwriting. Is is that something that you'd like to explore? Yes, definitely. I think um, yeah, more and more now as I as I get on in years, I uh, I we've had a, you know a little bit of kind of film and TV interest in the yeah. last few few books and kind of talking to producers and things kind of whets the appetite. And I think. You know, I'd like to get involved somehow mm-hmm. and and eventually, you know, just, yeah, write something. I know it's a completely different discipline and, and, and I have to learn how to do it, but, you know, I'm, I didn't know how to write a book at, at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know. And also uh, you've, you've, you've written plays, you know, you've written screenplays for, or not screenplays, but um, scripts for plays. So, I mean, I, I'd imagine you, so, you you know, it's it, it's not a million miles away from that, I'd imagine, isn't it? No, no, because no, it's, it's all dialogue, isn't it? So, yeah. Yes, I'm hoping I've I've got a bit of a head start. So yeah, it's just again because I've committed myself to these two books a year now. It's like, <laughs> shit, when am I going to find the time? <laughs> but uh, again, you make the time. You make yeah, the time. Yeah, if yeah, you want to do yeah. it, you'll do it. So I've got a cu- I've got a couple of things in mind, but the book ideas are just coming thick and fast at the moment. I've got so many ideas, and I just want to I want to get them down. I've definitely got another. I know my next four books, I know I know what they're going to wow. be. Oh wow! Okay. So I, I, I uh, yeah, as long as I'm allowed to, I'll, I'll, I'll get those done first. I think. Um, would you would you want if you were doing um, screenplays or something? Uh, you would want would you want those to be like original things, or would you want to ever adapt one of your own things? Yeah, I think I'd like to do both. Really, I think right. um, I think I might practice by trying to adapt something of mine. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, I've got a couple of books and I've gone through and highlighted all the, yeah. all the speech and everything. So I'll pull that out and see what I can get out of that. Um, but yeah, I, something original. I mean, there's so many words and so many combinations. Why can't we come up <laughs> with something new? Exactly. We don't, have, we don't have to remake 
you know, The Mummy or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what films they keep remaking. But yeah, we don't need West Side Story. We've got it. You know, we exactly. don't need another one. So, um, yeah, I think I'd, I'll do something original. Yeah. I suppose the, uh, the thing about the, with the film industry is we've checked a few folks before who've, who've tried to, or either have worked in it or are trying to break into it. And it seems to be so many people need to line up with stuff. And, uh, and I guess that is the kind of, you know, that probably, is that why we see so many, the, the Mummy remake, where I story, you know, it's like a safe bet. It's, it's a lot of money involved and it's just... You need to get so many more people to say yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas the nice thing about a book is that it's you and your computer and then you're the sole person in control of everything, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, if you think the, the publishing industry is slow... Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, again, it is. It's just you have to have certain people on board and yeah. uh, all, has, all the stars have to align. Yeah, it's uh, it's even slower. So, yeah, that's the beauty of writing books, isn't it? I can keep yeah. doing that because it's just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it certainly sounds like you've you've got you've got uh, the next next couple of years lined up anyway <laughs> between your two books, your your fitness business, and yeah. everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got enough to keep me going. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, this is my my eighth cup of coffee today. <laughs> And one one um, one thing we wanted to ask you was it was a random fact which we read online. We're doing our, our research, um, which was that you saved your brother's life from drowning when you were thirteen, or when he was thirteen, and you saved you saved someone else's life the same summer. I mean, is this? I had was, to use. Was, a, I find out more about this if you were able to talk a, about it. It was a crazy year. Yes, I uh, uh, was it. That it could have been that same year. I, I the first one was a friend. We were we were. Um, there was four of us. We, I was living in Germany at the time. We went walking through this, through the woods and we found this, what we thought was just like a dried up lake that we could walk through. Mm-hmm. And I um, had a friend at the front. I was behind. There was two behind me. And we all started sinking, basically. And uh, the two at the back got out. I was up to my knees, managed to get out. But the guy at the front was kind of sinking. He was like up to his chest mm-hmm. and panicking. Jeez, screaming. And... Uh, two at the back had kind of gone <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I was left there and he was just screaming and I, I don't know how I can't even remember what I did but I managed to pull him out and um I, I pulled him so hard that his shoes stayed in in the <laughs> in the quicksand or whatever it was and uh and we kind of walked home he was like black down up to his chest um but like yeah and crying um so yeah that was my first one I mean, that's absolutely terrifying that is sinking into that thing i mean that's just stuff of nightmares it was i mean i was scared i only got up to my knees and i stood and i escaped with both my shoes but um, <laughs> yeah that was that, that was scary that was scary it was stupid as well because I mean, we'd been there a million times before in those woods but it's just that bit that yeah. day um and yeah the next one it was just um i was in florida and my brother's like nine years younger than me He's, he's, he's very small and um, he'd come down on this slide on, on, on a flotation thing and someone had landed on top of him and he was under the water under them like we were, we were all waiting and uh, yeah I just remember my mum screaming like, like that would help and, uh, <laughs> and I, just, I just kind of dived in and eventually like threw this person off and and I got him out and he was coughing and spluttering. And then eventually the lifeguard like came up next to me. I was like, dude, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So yes, it was, it was a crazy time. I mean, I, I, don't, I say saved his life, but you know, 
it, it, it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. No, sure, no. But, you know, yeah. It sounds like something of a of an action hero summer then you had. To be you honest. know, you know, it's, it's just it's just what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, putting out fires. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, for a young kid, it was quite a quite a an exciting year. Yeah. What was the last book that you read? <clears throat> the last book I read was uh, The River Clyde by Simona Buchholz. She's another Arenda author, German translated. Um, yeah, it was great. It wasn't really, I mean, she's written lots of crime books, but um, this was in that series, but it was more about kind of, uh, one of the main characters died in the book before this. And it's all about kind of how all the characters are grieving. And right. she, she disappears off to Scotland. And it's a bit of a love letter to, to Glasgow as well. It's beautifully, beautifully written, but um, it wasn't really a crime book. I read a crime book before that though, like the two days before that, that was uh, truly darkly, deeply which is by Victoria Selman, which is just, oh, it was amazing. That's a great crime book. It's about um, like a, um, a, a family and, 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 and the, the, the stepdad goes to uh, prison for a crime and, and you don't know whether he did it or not, but the young girl really believes that, that he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you kind of go along with her story and you're like, do you know what I really think he did but uh I mean you know maybe he didn't you know and then you and then you don't want him to and it's kind of you know if you listen to like yeah. a serial podcast yeah, 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 yeah. like one week you're yeah, he did it he did it and then you're like yeah. the next chapter you're like no he's innocent he's innocent he's been yeah it was really good all the oh, way nice. through that sounds yeah, really so, good yeah that's that's out in the summer that's uh yeah I think that would be, be a bit of a hit yeah that sounds good nice and uh what about the last film that you watched oh gosh so many uh, what did I watch oh my god it was probably something like Encanto you know with the kids I can't I can't you know I can't even think I've I, I just like binge watched um that oh oh what is it called something 81 on Netflix oh Archive Project 81. Archive 81 yeah Archive yeah. 81 is it good is it that kind of film footage yeah thing? it was really yeah, it was kind of like Blair Witchy but um there's like a cult but but it also had a bit of a, a Twin Peaks vibe at the end where you right. they kind of travel to like another realm that's like a you know like the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks um, oh cool yeah re- I really enjoyed that really enjoyed that lots of people said it kind of tailed off towards the end but I didn't find that at all nice uh, yeah that's on my list to watch I've heard good things about it but I've not, yeah. not watched it yet and uh, the very, very final thing we do is a super quick fire, either or. So there's no right answer apart from one of them. And I know you're a big exercise nut. So we'll start off with uh, Tony Horton or Sean T. Sean T. All the way. Sean T. All the way. <laughs> He's my idol. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, music or no music when you're writing? Oh, God. Oh, quick fire. Sorry. Uh, music, but without lyrics when I'm writing music right. i can have lyrics when i'm editing yeah. okay. okay nice uh tv or cinema cinema it's the most magical place Love it. um eat in or go out uh eat in i think i'm a pretty good cook so yeah plus i'm vegan it's it's not easy to find no, <laughs> Fair no. Enough, yeah and the last one real book or ebook oh 
real book. Wow. I do. I, I, that was well, a great real, answer, I'm afraid. Well, real, real, well, real book in the day uh-huh. and ebook at night because I, I have the, the paper white. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can read that in bed. So I tend to read a paperback book during the day and then when I go to bed, I'll read something. Okay, so you really what you're saying is both of them. They're both. Both, yeah. Okay, I, I accept <laughs> that. That's, that's basically that's as, as good as a win. It draws as, as good as a win for me. Eric's the big yeah. ebook advocate, as you can see. <laughs> uh, yeah. so. I think they both have their place, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was a great chat. I really enjoyed that. And um, I think Will's probably right when he says his books are kind of marmite because they are that kind of love or hate it type novels. You know, they're not that kind of down the road, middle of the road crime. They are, they're so kind of, they've got so much character to them that you will either like it or hate it. Yeah. And they're, and they're written in a very specific yeah. way that, you know, I think, I think if you come to his books expecting a sort of police procedural, you're going to be... Yeah shocked and that's either going to make you really dislike it or really be intrigued yeah, by yeah. it and also know? if you're not um, really a fan of sex then you're probably going to be in trouble as well <laughs> well there is that as well Tarek. <laughs> i love the books i thought that was fantastic um but no it, like we've we've had other authors that have said the same thing stuart turton said it to his last last uh season yep. as well that they almost want to be they'd rather be in that category of um loved or yeah. hated than sort of middle of the road three star review kind of territory. Yeah, totally. And I think I can understand that. You you want a a small but devoted fan base rather than people that you kind of you could blend in with. Yeah. yeah. I think even even a small fan base that's really, really dedicated will grow over time and that's still you know what it, it's like everything in the age of the internet. Something small is still probably something fairly large. In terms of numbers, yeah, exactly. in terms of sales, etc. If you can, if you can have that core following, that's that's something good. They'll follow you all the way. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And uh, we should say as well, it's not a small fan base that we'll <laughs> no, no. use that as an example. <laughs> yeah. We all should be really proud of his six yeah. followers that love his book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Um, well, thanks very much to Will for taking the time to come on to the podcast. Really appreciate that. And you can go and grab Psychopaths Anonymous and all his other books. Um, from your local bookshop or online and we'll put a link in the podcast description so that you can grab those now uh, and we've got another great guest next week for episode 99, 99 almost when are we going to announce our super special guest for episode 100 marco what when when's it? it will be after next week's episode <laughs> as ever we're going to keep them hanging on that long got to keep, like, no, got, yeah, exactly got keep... to keep people tuning in uh, but next week Next week we're chatting with the wonderful Anna Mazzola. Is it Mazzola? Mazzola, I would Matt say. Mazzola, like Mazzola. Yeah. Okay. If you want, yeah. Next week we're... She, she's half Italian, Mazzola, is how you would say. Yeah. Yeah, she's a fantastic author. He's written three books. Her new one is The Clockwork Girl, which is just about to come out at the time of recording. Might be out... No, we'll not be out when the episode comes out next week, but we'll just be about to come out. No, it will. I think it. I think is it out on the third, and the episode will go out on the fourth. I think so. I think by the time the episode comes out next week, it will have been out for one day. Um, and yeah, really interesting speaking to Anna. As many guests have been on this podcast, she is a lawyer. <laughs> um, there's something about, and we actually speak yeah. to her about that. There's something about um, uh, lawyers and writing, uh, but. 
she doesn't actually go down that usual route of writing contemporary legal thrillers, or hasn't until now, as she'll tell us, but is very much in the historical crime sort of category. Yeah, The Clockwork Girl is a really, um, it's a really fun book, and it's a really kind of nice fusion of that, as you say, historical fiction with a little bit of kind of fantasy-ish, just a touch of that kind yeah, of... Yeah, there's, a, there's a sort of... Insinuation of magic, yeah, and yeah but not like super that. strong. It, it's, it's a really, it's a nice melody. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's so, a really fun chat. It's, 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 it's a really good laugh. Yeah, no, it is. So please do tune in for that episode. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please do take time to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app, and be sure to uh, subscribe or follow the podcast. And of course, as always, if anybody wants to get in touch, they can reach us by sending us a tweet in the Twitter machine, which is right at right underscore gear um, and uh, send us an email which is podcast at rightgear.co.uk but otherwise have a great week and we'll see you next week see you later